Good morning from Washington, D.C. This is the host of Eploribus Cast, Sophia Nelson. It is Thursday, December the 5th, 2019, and it is a big news day. In fact, it's a historic news day. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, took to the airwaves about 9 a.m. Eastern, and she shared Uh, with the nation and indeed with the world that she had advised her Democratic caucus, the Democrats, of course, being the majority in the House of Representatives, to proceed with articles of impeachment. If you haven't been following, and I hope that you have been for the sake of democracy, for the sake of being a citizen, for the sake of we the people, let me recap for you the last couple of weeks. So as everyone knows by now, The President of the United States in a call in July, the end of July of 2019, this summer, had a call with the President of Ukraine. And in that call, among other things, they discussed the aid, the military aid, some 400 million plus dollars that had already been allocated by the Congress, vetted by the Department of Defense. And the President took that aid and made clear to the president of Ukraine that he understood how important the aid was, uh, that he understood it was needed, that uh, he was happy to provide it. And then he said this, but I need you to do us a favor though. But I need you to do us a favor though. And the president went on to talk about corruption. Of course, Ukraine, as many of the old Baltic Soviet countries have had corruption problems, oligarchs, people like Putin abound all in that region of the world. And in other regions where they have all the money, they have all the power, they run rings with drugs, they run rings with uh, trafficking and all kind of nefarious things that we don't even like to speak about. And the president basically said to the president of Ukraine, I want you to look into the Bidens. I want you to uh, get an investigator or a prosecutor, rather better word. And, uh, you know, we want you to look into this. Then the president begins to talk about Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch, who public servant, not political, served both Democrats and Republicans, uh, beloved by colleagues, stellar reputation over 30 years, served in some of the most difficult places on earth, Somalia and otherwise, and began to talk about the fact that she was going to go through some things and speak uh, negatively of her, down talk her. This is the president of the United States of America talking to a foreign head of state, an ally, a NATO ally who needs our help trying to fight Russia. And he's bad mouthing a senior diplomat in the U.S. State Department and telling the president of Ukraine that she's going to, quote, go through some things. None of us knows what that means. Of course, if you watch the testimony, Ambassador Yovanovitch was then um, uh, talking about in her testimony, answering questions from the Congress about what that felt like. And then in real time, the president of the United States began to harass and intimidate her again on Twitter while she was speaking and giving testimony. I think that uh, the Ukraine issue aside, and there was, of course, weeks of hearings on it, lots of testimony. But those things aside... Uh, I think it's very important to note that there are other issues that Speaker Pelosi alluded to today and that uh, Chairman Schiff talked about when their report came out. And I want to encourage you again to do a couple things. Go get the Mueller report. Read the summary. Go get the Intelligence Committee's report on the Ukraine matter where the hearings were held for two weeks. Read the summary of it. They're only 10 to 15 pages long. Get your coffee. Get your tea, get your drink at the end of the night, 
and read them for yourself. Don't listen to Fox or CNN or MSNBC and to the pundits like me. You can think, you can reason for yourself. Ask yourself, is it okay for a president of the United States of America to ask a foreign head of state in direct violation of what our founders believed we should ever do? Is it okay for the president of the United States to do this and to do it so that he can gain politically and personally in a campaign, frankly, against someone he's not even running against yet? Vice President Biden has not won the Democrat nomination Uh, And he may not win it. So all of this could be for not at the end of the day. But I want you to understand what triggered all of this. Then there's the question of what articles of impeachment should look like. I'm going to pin to the top of my Twitter feed uh, the article that I wrote this past summer, actually earlier this fall, early October, entitled What Impeachment Should Look Like? Multiple Violations of the Presidential Oath of Office Demand an Inquiry as Equally Broad. I talked about, again, months before these hearings took place, what I believed were violations of the Constitution based on the facts, not based on the fact that I don't care for President Trump. I don't. Not based on the fact that I'm a partisan Republican or someone else is a partisan Democrat or someone's a nonpartisan independent, but based on the facts and based on what the Constitution demands that the Congress, a co-equal branch of government, does to protect that Constitution in the event of a rogue executive. If you go back to the Mueller report, there were at least 10 10 documented counts, uh, instances of criminal obstruction of justice, 10 by the president of the United States and or the people around him, several of whom, Michael Cohen, um, you have now Roger Stone, And you have uh, other people, Paul Manafort, who are in jail as we speak for committing federal crimes. Excuse me. But in the wake of the infamous Ukraine call and the broader whistleblower complaint, and by the way, the whole Ukraine matter was uh, what we would call triggered by the whistleblower complaint. The whistleblower is a term that we use for somebody who's a good actor in government or in the executive who sees some conduct that violates the law, that violates the Constitution, and they send a complaint to the inspector general, who is a nonpartisan person in every agency, put there for the protection of the the people, the employees, and the government, and they file a complaint. This complaint is what triggered this whole Ukraine, Ukraine business. As you know, the president and the Republicans have been a vicious on Twitter and otherwise to find out who this whistleblower is and out him or her, which again is a direct violation of the very act itself. Uh, Whistleblowers are protected. They're not people that we out and throw to the wolves. The president even said that he felt this person should get, uh, was a spy and that they should suffer the penalty of spies, which of course is treason and which of course is hanging till dead. Uh, So I want to go through uh, what I believe. And if you've been watching me on CNN, I was on for a couple hours on Monday as we talked about all this breaking news and what it means. But I am of the belief that there should be more uh, articles of impeachment, not less, more articles, not less. And I think that to narrowly focus this on Ukraine misses the point of a president who is widely and wildly abusing the powers of his high office. And I believe that there is, at the very least, an abuse of power, 
um, article, which should probably be the first article, meaning that the president specifically invited foreign powers to interfere in U.S. elections, publicly intimidating a federal whistleblower and insinuating potential witnesses be executed for treason as spies, as I just mentioned. I think the second article should be uh, article obstructing the power of Congress to investigate the executive as outlined expressly in Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution. What does that mean, Sophia? Well, it simply means that Congress has a role and they have a right to subpoena documents. Congress has a right to oversight. The president has done something no president, including Dick Nixon, has never done before him, which is refuse to turn over any documents, any correspondences, refuse to produce any witnesses in the executive, and he's claimed executive privilege or immunity on everything and has made very public statements that he can do whatever he wants under Article 2 and that he cannot be held accountable. That is the language of an autocrat. That is not the language of a democratically elected president who is accountable to the people who elected him or her. The third article, I believe, is a violation of the emoluments clause for personal gain and enrichment of his family empire, the Trump business, which he did not put in a blind trust or sell off prior to becoming president, as every other president before him has done. The Secret Service has spent millions since the president became president protecting him at his resort in Mar-a-Lago or at his country club in New Jersey or at other Trump places where the federal government is writing the check for everyone to stay, including his family, including those who protect him, including the staff. It is costly. It costs hundreds of thousands every time and millions every year beyond the budgets of these agencies to go and protect the president at his properties. Article 4, making public statements with the intent to attempt to bring into disgrace, ridicule, hatred, contempt, and reproach the Congress of the United States, specifically attacking four congresswomen of color, attacking committee chairs, the way that the president of the United States of America spoke about Chairman Adam Schiff while he was at a NATO meeting in front of world leaders, was embarrassing, debasing, and demeaning to us as Americans. We have a policy that we don't attack each other when we're overseas. We don't attack the president. We don't attack members of Congress. We can talk bad about each other here at home, but we are not to do it when we're overseas. The president has done this. I believe that um, there are going to be any number of articles, but I believe those are the four cohesive and tightly focused articles that make the most sense based on what I've seen as a journalist, based on what I've covered, uh, based on what I've read, based on my understanding of the Constitution. And I think that uh, Speaker Pelosi made clear today we will be impeaching the President of the United States. Now, it will be up to the Senate to hold the trial. And I know that the Speaker set a timeline to do it before Christmas. So I just wanted to stop by uh, today on December 5th, 2019 and give you a quick overview on what I think the articles are going to be. I've listed out four. I want to encourage you to read the reports that I mentioned. I want to encourage you to uh, not just blindly listen to one channel. Turn on to all three. See what all three are saying. Make sure that you're deciding for yourself and then ask yourself a question in front of your children or your grandchildren. Is it okay for our president of the United States of America to conduct himself publicly as this one has? Is it okay for a president of the United States to speak and do what he does on Twitter the way that this one has? Is it okay for a president of the United States to have participated in 10 documented cases of obstruction of justice, witness intimidation, uh, a quid pro quo with a foreign head of state for aid, military aid that they need to protect themselves from Russia? 
a president who's violated FEC rules any number of times with campaign shenanigans and violations? Is it okay to have Rudy Giuliani, who is not an elected official, who is not a member of the cabinet, who's not a member of the Department of State running around doing what he does? Is it okay? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, call your senator, call your member of Congress and demand that they hold this president accountable. Because this isn't just about this president. It's about our democracy. It's about America. It's about who we are and who we're going to be going forward. If we can't impeach this kind of conduct, if we don't hold this kind of conduct accountable, folks, we will never, ever be able to impeach a president. We'll never, ever be able to hold one accountable. And we are no longer a representative republic democracy. We are now under autocracy. We're under a dictatorship. We are under uh, the whims of any man or woman that comes to that office and says, I can do what I want. I'm not accountable to a co-equal branch of government. And I can intimidate witnesses. I can embarrass the country at NATO. I can do whatever I want to do. That's not America. That's not who we are. And don't forget, I'm a lifelong Republican. So I am not some partisan hack. I'm not some liberal Democrat. I'm not someone who doesn't um, want to uh, see the machinations of government work under this administration or, or who's out to get the president. That's just ridiculous on its face. I'm a concerned American. I'm a concerned citizen. I'd like to think I'm a patriot like tens of millions of you are. And I want this country to stand. I want it to be here when my nieces uh, have their children and their children have children. I want it to be here long after I'm gone. I want it to thrive. I want it to be a light to the world. I don't want it to be the laughing stock of the world. So with that, I end today's uh, impromptu podcast. We'll be back next week with Monday Motivation. I'll have a special guest. Uh, As we wind down towards the holidays and into the new year, I'm going to do some inspirational podcasts to help you get ready for your next year now. And I'm very much looking forward to that. So uh, we will uh, talk again soon. Um, Don't shop too much. Don't spend all your money. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, talking soon. Bye-bye now.